So glad to be here. I want the first of all to say, I've had so many great people fill in for me all summer. I'm very thankful. Let's give it for Pastor Mason. Let's give it for Pastor Dante, for Pastor Zach. Wow, he crushed it. Very thankful. It's great to be with you guys today. I'm super excited. I've got a big announcement to make, and here it is. No, you got to wait a second, just a little longer. I'm almost there, but... No, I want to tell you, we do have a really great announcement today. Super excited to be announcing this. God has opened a great door, but I want to unpack how we got here and just share a little bit of the story. So I want to go back to 2020. You guys remember 2020? It was a great year, wasn't it? 2020 was an amazing year, yeah. So in 2020, I decided to pray, a season of prayer, to pray 100 hours and just say, God, what do you want our church to do over the next 20 years? And so I prayed that prayer 20 years earlier, about a little over 20 years earlier, and that's when God put in my heart to, to plant 100 churches worldwide. Well, now we've planted 106 churches worldwide since that over 20 years ago. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm so sorry. Is that vodka? That's um. <laughs> just kidding, just water. Some visitors are like, I knew it, I knew that guy. Sorry, I think I swallowed something. Anyways, so here's the thing. About, about 2020, I'm praying. I pray 100 hours. In that prayer time, around hour 50, God speaks to me. Some of you guys know the story already. God spoke to me about, about winning a million souls. Some of you guys remember that? I shared that with a lot of people. So that's our driving factor right now as a church. That's what we're called to do. For the next 20 years, we're going to win a million souls. And it's through church planting, evangelism, prayer. And uh, we believe God's going to open that door. And we've already begun to see God do a great work. We used to see about... Um, uh, Basically, three to 5,000 salvations a year. In 2020, we prayed that prayer. God began to clear, clarify with us, we're going to win these many people. I told God, I don't know how that's possible, Lord. I'm only one man. We're only one church. But God just told me, just trust me. Your job is not to figure it out. Your job is to obey. So I was like, okay, God, we'll do it. You know, we'll, 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 we'll trust you for a million souls. Well, since 2020, we've now seen around 100,000 people receive Christ through Church Unlimited, through our missions efforts, as well as all of our campuses. So it's just unbelievable. I can't take credit for that. That's just God. God just ramped up everything in an amazing way. We're just blown away by it. It's been incredible. So it's been incredible. So in that time, in my prayer time, I, 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 after the 100 hours were done, I went to my board of directors and just wanted to clarify and just say, here's what God has been showing me because I want them to be on board, to be praying for us, to, you know, to, to speak into me, and they're, they're who I'm accountable to. So I, I went to them about and I shared the vision that God had gave me. And I just picked random hours to read what God could, I, at the end of each hour, I would write down one dominant sentence. God gave me one dominant thought and then a scripture and then date it. And so I just did that and I just went through all these different hours. And after I shared that with the board, they said, hey, could you go back and tell me, they said, real quick, you mentioned something about hour 23. And I was like, oh yeah, hour 23 is where the Lord told me to plant seven more campuses. And they're like, that's interesting. I started laughing. And I said, what are y'all laughing at? And they said, well, two of the board members said, well, we have a thing between each other that we always talk about the number 23. I said, like, what's special about number 23? He said, well, number 23 uh, has a biblical connotation that means abundant blessing. I never heard that before. They said, yeah, 23rd Psalm is all about how God's blessings will chase you down. I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. It does say that. They said, there's lots of scriptures that support this. And they mentioned, like, hey, you ever heard of Michael Jordan? I was like, yeah, what's his number? 23. I said, well, he's definitely abundantly blessed. There's no doubt about that, right? So anyway, so we just talked about all the different places in scripture where it talks about that. And they said, so, so God told you on your 23rd hour, right? I was like, yeah, it was hour 23. And what was the scripture God gave you that hour? I said, numbers 23. So hour 23 God gave you Numbers 23, and he gave it, it, there's three different places in Numbers 23 where it says, build me seven more altars. And that's where I knew the Lord told us to build seven more campuses over the next 20 years. 
They're like, do you realize the significance of that, Pastor? And I was like, well, I had not thought about number 23, but that's pretty, pretty much blowing my mind right now. And they said, and this is back in 2021 when I shared this with them. They said, so it's early January 2021. They said, isn't this month your anniversary as a church? I said, yeah. They said, what year will be for you as a church? I said, 23rd year. Really? They said, what's the date of your anniversary specifically? I said, well, it moves varying upon whatever Saturday we hit because we had Saturday services. And, well, what's the date you're celebrating? I said, I looked at the calendar. I said, January 23rd. <laughs> they said, didn't you mention also that you feel like God's raising up the next generation? That includes your, your boys. And I was like, yes. And he said, well, how old's your oldest son now? And I said, he just turned 23. So God was just lining things up, making it obvious that he was... He was just kind of what I call showing off. You know, I'm like, okay, God, you can't make this more obvious today. It's kind of crazy. By the way, it's interesting that God had me sharing this today. I just now caught this this morning when I woke up. I looked at my calendar. You know what today's date is? The 23rd. It's just interesting how God, how God works, right? So anyways, but the Lord told me one of the things God, yeah, I mean, let's just give God a hand how he just does what only he can do. I'm like, okay. So I share all this to tell you something that God told me then in 2020 was that we we're going to plant, open seven more campuses and reach a million souls. We need the seven campuses to grow our church larger so we can have the base of people to support winning a million souls, basically. That's kind of what drives that. So, so in that prayer time, the Lord made it very clear to me, all these different things. One of the things the Lord told me was 2021 was going to be a year of maximizing. 2022 was a year of mobilizing the people. 2023 was a year of multiplying. So I knew that maximize meant that we're going to win as many souls as we can. And that year we reached more souls than we've ever reached in 2021. And 2022 was to mobilize the people. That year our ministries exploded in growth. In fact, our West Side tripled in, in output in one year. It's incredible. And they've continued to grow. I don't know if you caught that, but they've fed 18,000 people so far. Last year they fed 19,000 the whole year. We're only halfway through the year. They're about to double their output again. It's unbelievable. I mean, I, it's crazy. So... It was 2021 was, was maximized, 2022 was mobilized, and 2023 was multiplied. Well, the word multiply, I knew the Lord was laying in my heart that that was the year we add another campus, right? The problem was is that all the signs don't look good. I was like, we're not really equipped to do that right now, God. We're trying to fill our campuses back up with people, and we're doing good, but we're not quite where we used to be. We're almost there uh, pre-COVID, I mean, post-COVID, you know? And so, so I was thinking, this isn't really the best time. It didn't seem like it to me. And so um, I told only a handful of people about it because I was really stressed about it. But to be honest with you, when I came to you to share the vision in 2021, I didn't mention the seven campuses. Some of you guys remember that. I didn't say it. And I didn't say it because I had several people that love me that are close to me said, I don't think I'd say that because if you say it, then you got to do it. Like then you're locked in because your people know about it. And I was like, well, aren't I already kind of locked in if God told me? Like, isn't that already enough? And well, what if you miss God and then you feel like a fool? And anyways, so I didn't, I didn't announce it when I announced our vision that year. A couple months later, I was talking to a couple of staff members. They said, hey, by the way, we've had some people just a little talk here and there among the church. They said your vision was a little underwhelming. I was so mad when I heard that. I was like, underwhelming? We're just a million souls. We talk. But I know the Lord spoke to me and he said, you didn't share everything. Yeah, come on. And I was like, oh, come on, God. I mean, really? And I felt the Lord saying, you need to go tell them everything. I was like, oh, man. So this is, uh, this is early 2021. Some of you guys were here when that happened because I came Sunday morning with a sermon ready to preach. And the Lord really convicted me. He said, you're not preaching that. You're going to obey me and tell them the rest of the story. 
And I was just, I didn't want to do it. I reluctantly was obeying God. You ever been there where you're like, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you obey God because you're like, I just love you, Lord. Sometimes you're like, fine. You know what I mean? Like that's, <laughs> that's how I was. I'm not going to lie, right? I was like a teenager that went, fine, I'll do it. You know? So I was like, okay, God, sure. You know, but I was like, God, I'm going to look like a fool if we don't start all these campuses. And I felt the Lord tell me, so you're so concerned about how you look? And I was just like, God, I'm, I'm sorry. So this is what the Lord does to me when he's trying to get me to radically obey him. I've just noticed this is about God. He starts asking me to do small, small things that seem kind of dumb. And I think the reason why the Lord does that is because he's trying to build my obedience muscle before he asks me to do something bigger. So I, I just never fails. There's a season where God's trying to grow my obedience. He'll ask me, I don't know why, I'll be in a public restroom somewhere, and the Lord will say, uh, there'll be towels on the ground, pick up those towels. Which I'm like, I don't want to touch those. Other people, like, drop those. That's gross. Well, I feel like the Lord saying, pick them up. So that if you ever see me in a Texaco bathroom picking up towels, you know what's going on. <laughs> So I'm picking up all these towels, cleaning up the bathroom for them. I'm like, okay, God, I obeyed you. I wash my hands again, of course, you know, but I, I obeyed you, right? So this particular morning, Sunday morning, I'm, I'm coming to church. I was going to preach the message. Many of you were probably here that day. And I remember the Lord telling me, you need to obey, chunk your message, and tell them about seven more campuses. <sighs> okay, God, I'll do it, right? I get out of my car. I'm about to walk in. This Sunday morning early before the 830. The Lord tells me, go back to your car and, and pick up that drink. I know that sounds dumb. I'm like... God, why do I need to pick up a drink? First of all, I like a clean car. Like I normally clean my car out of any junk. I don't like leave, leave my car with junk in it. So I walked back to the car and I was like, okay, sure, I'll pick up the drink. You know, I mean, this makes no sense or whatever. So I go to grab the Dr. Pepper in the middle console and, and I grab it and I'm about to go in, inside and the Lord tells me, put it on the ground and crush it. I'm like, okay, God, now this is getting weird. <laughs> but the Lord was so clear, crush the can. Okay, sure. And I thought, no one knows I'm being weird. This is between me and God, whatever. So I put the can on the ground to crush it. And, you know, we live in the Windy City, right? So as I went to crush it, the wind blew it over to the side. So when I crushed it, I crushed it to the side. And when I did, I looked up, and I'd never noticed before on a Dr. Pepper can that it says 23. I was like, okay, now you're just showing off. I mean, that's... So then that day I came in and God had given me my illustration. How many of you guys were here that day when I shared that story? Yeah, many of you remember that. So I shared the story and I said, so I got to go obey, obey the Lord. I feel like God's telling me I'm supposed to tell you we're going to start seven more campuses to maximize, multi, uh, mobilize and multiply. Those are dates associated with them in 2023. We're going to multiply and begin our, our next campus. You know, so I just, I just felt really strong about that. So it was 2021. Fast forward to today. I just really didn't feel really prepared to do a campus yet. I was like, well, well, I don't know if we have the right staff right now. And we've been saving money, but I don't know if we have enough money to open a campus. That's a lot of money. And, and so I just, I just feel like the timing wasn't right. It says in Numbers 23, this is the verse that God gave me on hour 23 years ago. Then Balaam said to King Balak, build me seven altars here and prepare seven, seven young bulls, seven rams for me to sacrifice. It says that seven altars three different times in Numbers 23. Let me give you a little lesson on Greek and Hebrew. There are no exclamation points in their original languages. And so English has an exclamation point, but their version of an exclamation point is to repeat the same phrase. That's why you see things repeated. So when it's repeated three times, that's an exclamation point. So God was saying, build me seven campuses, seven altars, exclamation point. He says it three different times. So I just want to give you a couple of things to, to mention here. Today's message is called, My God Always Comes Through. And I don't know what's going on in your life, but I believe you're going to learn today that God will come through for you. He always does. First thing I want to tell you is this. Number two, number one, believe God in spite of the facts. In other words, sometimes the facts just don't add up. 
but you got to trust the Lord anyways. And I didn't seem like the facts were on my side with adding a campus yet. I just, but I knew I was like, 2023 is here. I feel this pressure now because I've announced it two years ago. We got to do this, and I'm not sure if we're ready. Philippians 4, 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God. So I just told God, God, I just need you to do whatever you can do because I don't know how this is possible. This is crazy. This doesn't make sense to me this year. Psalm 37, 4 says, Delight yourself in the, also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires and secret petitions of your heart. So I just quietly prayed to God, God, I just need you to show me what to do, but I believe your word is true. And so but I didn't know what to do at this point. So sometimes you just got to believe God even when the facts don't seem to add up. Now, fast forward to 2023, early this year, we had uh, the EXO marriage conference here. How many of you guys came to the marriage conference? It was really great, really powerful. Yeah, God moved powerfully in it. Well, there was a guy that leads the EXO ministry. He founded it. His name's Jimmy Evans. I've known Jimmy for years, really amazing guy. He was a pastor in West Texas for a long time. We have something in common that we both pastor large churches and, and, and medium to small sized towns. So we just kind of hit it off because of that, and we really kind of get each other. West Texas people are very similar to South Texas people, and so I was like, oh, man, I get it. And so we just really relate well to each other. So I was talking to Jimmy, and I said, hey, I know you're coming to town for the XO conference. Excited to have you, but selfishly, can I get a breakfast with you? I just want to ask your advice because I was heavily burdened about this whole campus thing. In fact, I told my wife, my kids, and a handful of staff members and close associates only. I never announced it to anyone else. I said, God's kind of put a city in my heart a little bit, the city of Portland, but I, I didn't mention it to anyone other than a handful of people. And so I got together with him, with Jimmy, we're talking. I said, man, you know, it's 2023. God gave me this vision in 2020. And, you know, we're supposed to be doing a campus right now. I just don't know what to do. And he stopped me. Jimmy's about 20 years older than me. He said, how old are you? I told him my age. He said, yeah, I'm about 20 years older than you. He said, Bill, I was just like you. I was always running in front of God. And I was just like, oh, I was always running in front of God. Like, you you're not helping me here. And he says, Bill, you're so ambitious and you're driven and those are great qualities, but they can get you in trouble because when God wants you to have a campus, God will do it. Don't try to force it. I was like, I mean, I hear you, but then I have to trust God. I don't know about that. You know, I mean, I kind of want to trust myself. And anybody relate to that? I'm a doer. And so I like to just do stuff. Like, you know, like I tell my kids, like, don't just stand there, do something. And then God tells me, don't just do something, stand there. <laughs> and I'm not good at that. Like, I want to do something. But I heard Jimmy's words. And then he said this. It was really powerful. I had a friend of mine with me. He said this. He said, Bill, I believe this. He said, I believe you'll do twice as much with half the efforts in the second half of your ministry. Come on. I was like, oh, my gosh. My buddy next to me said, write that down. I was like, oh, I am. I am. I'm right there. <laughs> And he said, that's a prophecy for you. I said, I needed that. Because I'm just ready to go, go, go. And God's saying, chill. Trust me. It's my timing. It's my way. It's my hand, not yours. And a guy like me, I, I need to hear that. So fast forward, that was January. Now it's, uh, gosh, what's today's date? It was about a month and a half ago. I'm praying. I'm like, okay, God, I know you told me you're going to take care of this. So we've been saving money so that we can buy a building. So my plan was to maybe try to find a building in Portland, maybe buy it by the end of the year. Then we can renovate it in 2024. And we wouldn't really be multiplying in 2023, but we'll technically have the building. And so it's kind of multiplying. And so I'm trying to work it out. 
So I'm about to get in my car. I just thought, today's a good day. I'm going to jump in the car, drive around Portland, see what buildings are there, see if we can maybe you know, buy something, a good deal, and then we can renovate it later. So I get in the car. Oh, I get, I'm about to get in the car, and I'm walking to my car to get it, and I felt the Lord just stop me and say, stop. And I was like, what? And I felt God telling me, stop. I'm going to do this, not you. I was like, God, I don't know how that's possible. And I felt the Lord telling me, stop and trust me. Quit trying to manufacture this yourself. Okay, God. It makes no sense, but okay. So I just want to encourage you. The second thing I want you to remember today is don't run out in front of God. Instead, wait for him. And I'm not good at that. Here's what I've learned. You're going to wait for God one way or the other. Either you run out in front of God, make a mess of things, and then come back to God humbly and wait before him and say, I'm so sorry, God, I messed all that up. Can you clean up that mess for me? Or you wait for God in the beginning, and then he opens the door for you. Either way, you're going to wait for God. You want to wait for God with the mess you made or wait for God and not make a mess and let him do something. Either way, you're going to wait for God. So that was about a month and a half ago the Lord said, don't do anything, just stand still and watch me be God. Two weeks ago, my phone rings from a guy I'd never met before who says, hi, I'm Pastor so-and-so. I pastor a church in Portland, Texas. We're closing our doors Sunday, and we'd like to know if you want our building and our people. <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't even know you. How is this possible? He goes, I mean, I don't know if this is something God's doing. I was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm glad we're talking. Because what you don't know is I've been stirring, and I can't believe you just called me. And who are you, and how did this happen? So they're a, they're a church campus, like we are, a bunch of campuses, right, of another church in, in, in South Houston. And it was just too far for them to lead it well. And I get that. It's hard to lead campuses from a distance. I understand that. So he said, it's just not going well. We, we have great people. We have a nice new building. We just can't afford it. We've been losing money. And I was like, oh, I, I totally get that. And so he said, you know, I don't know if you're interested in this. I said, yes, we are. This is incredible. He said, we well, got to talk to my pastor. He's in Houston. So I called the pastor there. He says, I would love to talk with you. He said, do you want to meet? I was like, uh, sure, whenever you can make it down. He says, I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> okay, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> he hops on a plane, flies down, meets with me. Very nice guy. Got a great church in Lamarck, Texas, which is south suburb of Houston. We start talking. He says, Bill, he says, I don't know, I don't know if you know me or not. I said, sir, I'm sorry, I've never met you before. He's been to tell me about his ministry. He said, well, I've heard of you. And I was like, I don't know what you heard. It wasn't me. <laughs> I'm totally rehabilitated, I promise. None of the accusations stuck. Anyways, no, but he said, I've heard about you, and I've heard great things about your ministry, and I can't think of a better church for our people to be with in Church Unlimited. I was like, wow. I mean, thank you. And this guy... This guy's been in ministry 40 years. It was obvious to me that he was a man of wisdom. I was learning from him. I was like, oh, man, I just am glad I met you. In my mind, I was like, even if this doesn't work out, I'm just glad to be his friend and connect with him and learn from him. I love to learn wisdom from, from other godly people. And so we start talking. And anyways, in, in, in a matter of 30 minutes, we agree upon a deal. And we shake on it. And he says, you can not only we're going we're gonna to sell you the building. Um, we got the building for half its value. It's, I mean, I'm... So I say all that to say the big announcement is that Church Unlimited Portland opens September 10th. Let's go! Incredible. 
Last Sunday, Pastor Zach preached for me so that I could preach to these wonderful people in Portland. It was a church called Port City Life Church. Great people, by the way. It's a different type of ministry than, than we have here. So I just said, here's who we are. I was very honest with him. Here's how we do church. Here's how we don't do church. You know, just, just to be clear, you know, if you want to join us, great. But there has to be unity in the body of Christ. I was so impressed with these very sweet people. Many of them came up to me and said, you know, this is different than how we do church. But they said, but I love the fact that you're so focused on lost people. I want to bring my family here so they can get saved. And so it was really beautiful. They're great people. I mean, they really are. It was a great conversation. In fact, I just want to mention real quick, if anyone is here from the Portland campus, from the Portland church, would you just stand up or raise your hands? We want to see you. If anyone from Port City Life, right here in the front row, anyone else, hold your hand up. Let's give these people a hand. We're so glad to have you. Welcome. We really are glad to have you. Great people. Many of them came here. Many of them also went to the Rockport campus to see what it's like. They wanted to see a, a size campus like they're going to have, basically. I said, Rockport's right down the street. You'll love it. The great campus. And so many of them are there as well. But it's just really been a great, a great time connecting with them. It's a beautiful building we're, we're, we're acquiring as well. It's very nice. Let me show you a picture of it. This is the building. It's beautiful, I'm telling you. You're going to love it. This is our Portland building here. Can we show that real quick? Did you already show it? Did I already... No? Okay. There it is right there. How beautiful is that? It's a great facility. It really is. Super excited about that. So what we've asked them, we said, hey, let's go ahead. And uh, we, did, we did one Sunday, I preached there, and I said, now I'm going to challenge you. This is a bit of a challenge. I said, I know this is your church. I get it. But I want to ask you to come over here for about the next six to eight weeks so we can renovate it. So my wife is very creative with buildings and spaces. So she renovates all of our, she makes all the facilities you see, that, those are her creations. See, that's her designs. She's very good. Yep. So... I always joke with her. I'm like, I love what you do to buildings, but it always costs so much money. That's what you're killing me about, you know? So she does really good designs. Anyway, so, so whenever she gets hold of a building, she makes it really nice. She has incredible taste in everything but men. And so, <laughs> so that's what it looks like now. And this is what she's turning it into in the next eight weeks. So let me just show you what it's going to look like. So we're super excited about it. Yep. I am fired up because God opened the door, not me. God did what only God can do. To him be the glory. It's God who did it. God opens doors. <clears throat> I say that because if you're like me, you want to force open doors yourself. But God says, wait, slow down. I'm bigger than you. I've got something better for you if you'll trust in the Lord. It says in Exodus chapter 14, it says this, then Moses raised his hand over the sea and the Lord opened up a path through the water with a strong east wind. The wind blew all night, turning the seabed into dry land. So the people of Israel walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground. I mean, you guys have heard the scripture where God parts the Red Sea, but I want you to notice something. Moses may have stuck his, his uh, stake in, in, the, in the water, but who parted it? It says God parted the sea. I just want to encourage you. We have a part to play to obey God, but God is the one who opens doors, not man. And when God opens a door, no man can shut it. That's how God works. So number three, it's God's job to open doors. And then it's our job to get moving when he opens the doors. So we wait on the Lord. God has proven himself in a supernatural way. And now let's get moving. Now we have our work cut out for us. Now we've got to renovate this thing. We purchased it already. We purchased thing in record time. Real quick, can I just thank a few people who really helped pull this off? First of all, I just want to say Chris Montalvo is a dear friend of mine. He's a big realtor here in town. And he just did this for free. He did not earn a penny from it. He put the whole deal together for us. Thank you, Chris and Amanda. They're amazing people. Let's give them a hand. Very thankful for them. 
Also, Brent Chesney's a very close friend, goes to the church, been an active part of a church for a long time, him and his amazing family. Uh, Brent owns a title company, and uh, he basically pushed this forward to get it through very quickly. The titles take a long time, and he made it happen in record time. Let's give it up for Brent Chesney. What a great guy. Great guy. And I have a dear friend, Marshall and Julie Tong. They go to church here as well. They greet out here all the time. Marshall is a custom home builder, very, builds very nice. So he actually renovated our home years ago. I walk in his handiwork every day in my house. He's very good at what he does. He has chosen, he said, I'll renovate it for you. I said, what are you gonna charge? He said, nothing. I said, Marshall, we gotta at least pay you for your time. I mean, because his time is worth a lot. But he, basically he's gonna make almost nothing. He just wants to do it because he loves his church. Let's give it up for Marshall. What a gift, I mean. Like I said, we got this building for literally half price. It's amazing. We paid cash. So we have no debt service on this building. God has opened that door. <laughs> Praise God. Yep. Now that's good news. Bad news is we have about this much money left. And so <laughs> people are like, how much do you have in your savings? It's easy to count. Was it 20 or 30? $30 now. You have $30 in savings. Right. So anyways, things are tight. We're fine. I don't want to scare anyone, but we did. The reason we were saving was for an opportunity. God opened that door. So we spent the savings on that. And let me be real clear. The money for the Padre uh, renovation, none of that's being touched. All that is, is set aside and that is moving. Uh, that pace is not changing at all. So now we're renovating Padre while we renovate Portland. And so you may say, that's crazy. No, that's how God works. So just get ready to expand your capacity. We can do this. So God's opened both doors. So Super excited about this. So all I ask you to do is just stay faithful. If you just do that, we'll be fine. So just be faithful. And so uh, it, it, there's a couple of things you can do. Pray for it. But I want to give you three ways you can make a difference right now. Can we do that? So some of you right now, this is great, but I live in San Antonio. What does Portland have to do with me? And I would say everything. Oh, I go to the Rockville campus. What does that have to do with me? Everything. You know why? Because you know why Rockville's there? Because we sent people from broadcast to Rodfield, and that's how it's successful. We sent you and you made it successful. Guess what? Padre Allen's there because we sent people to build a Padre Allen campus. We sent people to Rockport. In other words, the Bible is always about sending people. It's not, listen, please don't be impressed with our church's seating capacity. Be impressed with our church's sending capacity. We're sending people into the work of God. This is the way the Bible puts it. The Bible says this, it says in Matthew 28, it says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And Jesus says, and lo, I'm with you till the end. And so Jesus says, go and make disciples. If we do our job right, 50 to 75% of our church over the next 20 years will be sent to another campus to help it grow and plant. And so many of you at other campuses already were sent. That's why we have those campuses. The Bible is very clear that we're not supposed to just go and make disciples. We're supposed to go and make disciples. So here's my challenge. If you come to Broadcast or Rockport, those are two closest campuses, and you live in the Portland area, we're asking you to go to the Portland campus to say, okay, I will make Church Unlimited Portland my home. And so I'm asking you three things and whichever one God leads you to do, maybe all three, maybe one or the other. The first thing is this. Here's three ways to go. The first is this, join the CU Portland core group. They're already meeting on Wednesday nights at the Portland building, every Wednesday night at 7 p.m., just to get ready to launch in, in seven to eight weeks. Okay, so they're already meeting. They had their first core group meeting last week. About 75 people came. I think we have a lot more than that I've announced for our church. So I, bet what, I think we're already pushing 100 more right now that signed up just about. So we're gonna fill that place up. We're excited about that. And so be a part of the core group and make that your church home. If you live anywhere near Portland, please consider making that your church home. The second way you can get involved is to join the CU Portland launch support team. 
This is if you say, I don't live in Portland, but I'm willing to go there on September 10th for about six weeks in a row and just help them run church while they eventually raise up their own teams to run everything. So just try to get it off the ground. You can help out initially for six to eight weeks. That'd be a huge help. And then the last area, which is probably what many people will do, is you say, I don't feel called to go. I don't feel called to be a part of the launch team, but I want to be a part of the sending we forget in the Bible, when you see the Apostle Paul, all his missionary journeys, he went to Corinth and planted the church. He went to Galatia. That's what Galatians about. He went to Ephesus and planted the church, to Philippi. Guess what? Someone sent him. So he was always raising money. They were, it was always from the one hub, the one base, which was the church in Jerusalem. And they would raise funds and then send the funds ahead to be able to launch that church. And so maybe today you're not a part of the go, but you're a part of the send which means you're gonna help send the resources so we can redo the building, so we can do the advertising, we can build a budget. So we now have a whole campus with no budget. And so we're just, we're making this up as we go. Sorry, but God opened the door, so it's all good. So we're gonna build a budget real quick and ask you to help us fill that. So today, if you feel led, not your tithe, if you feel led above and you're beyond tithe, um, you're, you're above and beyond gift today, you can go to our app right now, and there's now a Portland section. You can click on that and give today. I have a feeling today we're gonna have a lot of people give $23. Or maybe $230, or maybe $2,300, or maybe $23,000. Praise God. I think that's going to happen. I really believe that. And that's how we're going to get it done. But listen, let me just stop now. Wherever the Lord speaks to you, I trust that God will take care of I'm not trying to pressure anyone. You do what the Lord tells you to do. But let me just say this. If for not any other reason, I believe God has you listening to this message. Maybe you're online. You all heard about our church. You're like, I don't even know where Portland, Texas is. That's okay. Maybe God has you listen to this message because God's trying to tell you this today. Here's the crux of the message. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Amen. The Bible is very clear about this. What are you worried about? What's keeping you up at night? Maybe God's trying to say, I got it. Stop and trust the Lord. Maybe you have a wayward child right now. And as much as you want to control them, you realize you can't. They make their own decisions, but you can trust them in God's hands. Maybe you've got a legal battle that you're entrenched in and you can't get out of. God says, just trust me. I can solve that very quick. I can turn the hearts of anyone, God says. Maybe you've got a health battle. God says, trust the Lord. Trust me. Trust the process. Go to the doctor. Do what they say, but trust the Lord. What are you facing today? What are you worried about? Cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. Quit trying to do the work of God without God. Please learn from your anxious, impatient pastor <laughs> to stop and trust the Lord and watch him come through for you. He always does. When I shook the hand of a pastor I'd never met before and agreed on a deal, <laughs> I looked at my watch and it was 7, 7, 23. I said, God, just stop showing off. This is getting ridiculous. <laughs> God wants you to know he's going to come through for you too. He always does. You can trust him. What are you worried about? What are you so concerned about? I need to let you in on something. Don't tell anyone. Shh, our little secret. It's not your job to figure it out. It's your job to obey. That's it. Just obey. Let him figure it out. And when he opens a door, no man can shut it. And he wants to do it in a way that's unique so he gets the glory and not you and I. 
I'm not this smart. God's just that good. That's how he works. Would you bow your heads with me, every head bowed, every eye closed today? Just want to encourage you today. I don't know what your concern is, but I know we all have concerns. We all have worries. Maybe today you're frustrated because of a family situation. Maybe you don't know what to do about your marriage. Maybe you're frustrated about your health. Maybe you have a financial issue that just won't seem to get resolved. Isn't it time to finally just trust God? You tried it in your own power and it hasn't worked. Boy, I, I kept myself up at night worried. Now I look back and I'm like, man, I could have I just trusted God and gone to bed. I worried for nothing. God had it all along. God has your situation all along too. If today God's speaking to you and you know he's telling you, trust me, quit being so consumed with worry. Quit trying to figure everything out. If that's you today, would you just lift your hand high to God and just say, God, I trust you. Forgive me for trying to work things out myself. I know you got me. I know you'll take care of me. I know you'll open doors. I'll get ready for you to do something, but only you can do it. Maybe today you need to say, okay, God, I've been trying to turn this half godly person into a godly person. I'm instead just gonna end that and trust you to bring someone who's the right person. I don't have to try to transform myself. You have someone for me. God, I'm not gonna try to force my way into a raise, into promotion. I hear people tell me, I'm just gonna go talk to my boss. Bad idea, bad idea. Why don't you trust the Lord to turn the boss's mind? Why don't you trust the Lord to open the door for more resources? Quit trying to do it in our own power because God's power is so much better. Trust him. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, if you've never given your life to Christ, you can receive him right now by praying a very simple prayer. This is what our church is all about around here is helping people find Jesus. You can receive him right now by praying a very simple prayer. Right now across all of our campuses, those of you who are online with us, pray this prayer with me. You can just say this, say, dear Jesus, I realize I need you. I believe you died for my sin. I believe you rose again. I ask you to come into my heart, be my Lord, and be my Savior. I repent of my sins. I put you in first place. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, if you just gave your life to Christ, praise God, you're not alone. Many people have done the same thing today. If you did that, no one's looking around. Would you just lift your hand high right now at all of our campuses if you just gave your life to Christ? Just hold your hand high. Thank you. There are hands going up all across our churches right now. Praise God. See your hands right here in the front. Thank you. All the way in the back. Praise God. Thank you. We see your hands. Thank you, Rodfield. Hold that hand high. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Stone Oak. Hold that hand high. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, Rockport. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, Padre. Padre Island. Thank you. Praise God. If you're online with us, you just gave your life to Christ, you can let us know in the text chat. Just text my hands raised or click hand raised right now. We thank God for the decision you made to give your life to Christ. If you're in our prison ministry, just hold your hand high. Thank you that you gave your life to Christ. Lord, I thank you for those who've received you today. Thank you, God, that Church Unlimited is all about more people finding you every single day. Thank you, God, that everyone that raised their hand are part of that million soul harvest of people that are gonna be in heaven because we waited on the Lord and obeyed you and you used us to do things we never thought possible for your glory and for your purpose. I praise you, God, for what you're doing in your church. I thank you, God, just for the electricity in this place. Your spirit is here and alive. I thank you for that, God. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. We give you the glory for what you've done. In your name we pray, and all God's people said, amen. Isn't God good? His word is so true. Pastor.